Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading, joined as ever by Kelsey Zeiser, my colleague at Light Reading. Hello, Kelsey. Bonjour, Phil. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> wow, you caught me completely off guard that time. All right. Well, uh, uh, yes, I'm glad you were speaking French because we're going to talk about Los Angeles today. Again, I don't know. Nothing nothing ties together anymore. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, I do have kind of a French tie in. Um, oh, one of the uh, one of the people I'm going to mention has a French uh, uh, last name. But uh, uh, anyway, this is this is our uh, uh, Mobile World Congress Los Angeles wrap up show. Um, you weren't at the event because you can only uh, really stand mentally one Mobile World Congress per year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we send you to the one in Barcelona. But um, the way I'm going to do this... We tried to send my clone, but she got lost yeah. in Dallas and Uh-oh. I haven't heard from her. So well, Maybe she opened a, clone. a food truck or something. Kind of cool. Probably. That'd be awesome. Yeah. She's really into street tacos. Nice. Um, well, this is a good city for that. Um, so we are uh, just a you know big, broad recap of Mobile World Congress Los Angeles. Um, I, the the GSMA said that over sixty percent of the attendees uh, held senior level positions, included more than two thousand CEOs. Um, they said there were about two hundred twenty five members of the media and analysts uh, attending the event. How um, was the media room? Did you uh, it bother was to not... check it out? Yeah, I did. And it wasn't, um, ergonomically, it was a bit of a nightmare. They had <laughs> tall stools right. yep. and tall tables. Yep. And I like the tall tables because you can stand there and, you know, and type. But the tall stool with the tall table, it wasn't lined up well enough. And so, so it was like you had to kind of reach up to get to the keyboard. That's not good. Um, so yeah, ergonomically, it was kind of a pain. I, I just ended up working with the computer in my lap. And then that's always weird on a tall stool because you're kind of you know, tipping back and forth. Um, the coffee was boiled garbage like it is at every trade show <laughs> mm-hmm. because they have to use whatever um, concessionaire is running the, you know, the, the, uh, the convention center. Um, they have a, you know, a proper coffee shop sort of in the convention center or in between the concourses. But of course the, the lines are way too long. Yeah. That was my um, next question, but yeah, is it so, worth waiting? And I, I remember that time we found the coffee kiosk at um, SCTE, which seemed like a great idea, oh. but then it was broken, and they're like yeah. half the coffees are unavailable. And I know, I know, it never. It, it's like they're still after all these years. There's uh, getting good coffee at a convention center is just an impossibility. Um, I will uh, hat tip to uh, both. Uh, Ericsson and uh, uh, let's see, Synchronos. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There were three or four vendors that had proper espresso machines at their stand. Nice. Um, so they were they were at least making the effort and helping out and you know giving us something to uh, to look forward to while we were on the show floor. Um, <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's interesting that Mobile World Congress Los Angeles, they didn't talk up the number of attendees. Instead, they talked about the seniority level of the attendees. And I think that's rather telling. So they probably had flat to down attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, but this didn't seem like the kind of show, and I and I and I hope it doesn't turn into it, that's going to be like a 
um, you know, a blowout mass market type show. It really should be a business to business show. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and it should be about who you meet, not, not how many people are there. Right. Um, so, and it is nice that, I mean, I've only been to, um, what I think it was the first one in San Francisco and like you could actually navigate the show floor pretty well, which is different from the one in Barcelona where, Everyone oh, loses all spatial awareness. <laughs> it's just who are you going to bump into, and how many times? The one, the one in Barcelona is a bit um, unmanageable in so many ways, um, and and it, and that one turns into more of a like you know, it saves you from having to visit multiple countries. You just visit the one country, but it's still a crazy, um, unwieldy event, and I can't believe it continues. But there yeah. it goes. Um, so uh, to quickly, uh, so so Mike Dano and I did a uh, a quick recap from the show floor, and we have another quick recap for this um, podcast. And uh, the the what I did was I told uh, a bunch of our colleagues who went to the show, hey, give me a call on my voicemail, leave me a voicemail, and tell me uh, you know who you are, where you're based, um, what you you know what you cover, and um, and then give me your uh, your your favorite thing about the show your least favorite thing about the show. And then lastly, any kind of good food or beverage Mm. that you had while you were at the show. So I think those three things, if we cover off on those, that should give people at least a, a quick flyby view of uh, what they missed. If indeed they missed anything. (laughs) Um, So uh, I'll kick it off. Um, The, the, uh, so the, my favorite thing about the show was, uh, I've already kind of alluded to it is the access, you know, the ability to test out ideas with people who see and talk to way more people than I do. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, are at, at closer to the top of giant companies and, you know, have all kinds of visibility and stuff um, that helps, you know, from a journalistic point of view and all other points of view as well, because we're trying to see how this industry evolves. Um, one of the people I always like to talk to at the event, uh, the, uh, the the woman who runs is the the head of the GSMA North America, uh, Anna Tavares mm-hmm. uh, Latibodier. There's your French name. <laughs> um, she is uh, she's always a good person to talk to at the event because she gives me at least one idea or one confirmation of a trend that mm-hmm. I you know kind of lock down on. Um, so uh, this time around, you know, she was talking about watch the number of things that service providers are doing that are turning into managed services. And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, in the IOT world, like the evolution of IOT from a device driven uh, thing to a connectivity driven thing. So she's like, there's a thing called sensors as a service that is starting and service providers are really hot on this. And they really like the idea of providing the entire managed service and not just you know, the connectivity to the mm-hmm. device. Um, and she also name checked, like a lot of people did, private LTE networks because she said, um, yes, they're a test bed for future enterprise 5G services. But she said, this is also strategically a big, big deal because it gives mobile operators a chance to go again beyond providing connectivity mm-hmm. and into providing this complete managed service. Right. Um, so, you know, not just, not just providing the bandwidth to the enterprise, but actually managing the entire network, uh, the private network and, and maintaining it and all of that. So, um, you know, she, she also said sort of in the enterprise realm that, that, that an 
interesting thing is happening that she's noticing with companies that cover uh, that provide services to businesses, which is, um, you know, she was saying that uh, all these different technologies are coming together, you know, AI, 5G, data analytics, edge computing or telco cloud. She said it's, it's, it's kind of time to start over and ask enterprises, okay, what are the problems that mm. you have and, and how can mm-hmm. we solve them? Sort of, she's like take a blank sheet of paper approach because approaching the enterprise with all these technologies is almost too much. It's yeah, more than they can handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really and so she was saying that, Right. <laughs> <laughs> what problem is that? So she, Seems like it's crazy. saying that's problems. the best it, yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it certainly would. Um, and that's what, that's what she was saying to avoid is like, you know, to that large operators are now sort of taking the blank sheet approach and going back to enterprise customers mm-hmm. and saying, okay, now we have all these technologies. Now we have all this stuff that we're doing as a right. service that used to be discrete devices. So that's my favorite thing. My, my least favorite thing I've already hit about, uh, hit on, um, Long lines for food, long lines for coffee, bad coffee in the media room, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I complain about these things nonstop. Um, it's important though, the, if you want, you know, good writing to come uh, out of this conference, <laughs> getting the journalist decent coffee seems pretty. Uh, also, I'm sure they provided a media lunch, but at the same time, who who eats at lunchtime anymore? Because we're all on everybody else's <laughs> right. schedule, you know? Yeah. And so- that's a thing that I, I think is kind of weird with these shows is that they, they don't have like a, you know, just a constant setup, you know, it's like, they should just have a constant setup and constant mm-hmm. coffee because journalists are coming and going at all hours. Um, the, uh, uh, favorite food and or beverage item. I have one of each, uh, the hummus at Ooh. this place called the exchange, which was at, uh, it's in the lobby of the freehand hotel. It's their little cafe. It was to die for. It was fantastic. Um, I could, I, I normally wouldn't tout hummus, right. but it, it was pretty, <laughs> Pure pretty damn chickpeas. good. <laughs> Doesn't sound yeah, as good it, when you describe indeed. it that way. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, it, but it's just dripping in olive oil and they serve it with the biggest, softest uh, oh, pita yeah. bread and it was That's just delicious. Um, there's also uh, in downtown LA, uh, there is a gin called Amass Gin. And, uh, man, is that stuff tasty. Um, I, I just did a bit of looking around. It got a 91 out of a hundred in wine enthusiast magazine. So it's First thing I thought you were like um, 91% alcohol <laughs> no. <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. I couldn't speak the rest of the show. I was just laying down on the floor a lot. Um, no, it was, uh, it's one of these, you know, there's a bunch of these new American gin distilleries out there. And this one is right smack in the middle of downtown LA. And I think it's one of the best I've ever nice. had. Um, uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, so enough about my experience. Um, let's quickly uh, listen to, uh, we're going to hear from four people uh, that went to the show as well. So let's click, quickly listen to a voicemail from one of them, and then we'll uh, take a break and catch up on the other two. I think we should start with somebody in the enterprise domain. Um, we will start with Mike Sapien oh, from okay. OVA. This is Mike Sapien, part of OVUM Research Enterprise Services Team. My favorite part of MWC was twofold, both the ongoing development of real applications for 5G, which was across the board from many providers and vendors there. My second uh, tied for first um, favorite part was hearing more about IoT and the practical industrial use of IoT 
which was prevalent as well from many of the vendors and providers there. My least favorite part of the show uh, was really just the fact that it was so spread out. I'm not sure it needs to be spread out, nor does it need to be so long. The best food or drink I had while I was in town, being a local L.A.-raised uh, person, was having um, a chili cheeseburger at Tommy's at their original location at Beverly and Rampo. I didn't know he was oh, from nice. LA. Beverly and Rampart. And I didn't know a chili didn't cheeseburger well, was a thing. I would all... think like a chili dog, but hmm. <laughs> indeed. Uh, okay, so thanks, Mike. Uh, so yeah, it, he's he's yeah, IoT is definitely right. uh, taking shape. There's definitely some use cases now, and he's right about the mm-hmm. way that the hall is spread out. It's kind of like LA Convention Center is kind of like uh, two huge halls that are just divided mm-hmm. by this long concourse, and it really did put a crimp in your schedule to have to go yeah. from one meeting to another. It was kind of like forth. that in San Francisco. I think there were like two or three and then there was construction in the city and you had to cross a couple streets to get between them and it was a little confusing as yeah. to what was located where so that can definitely um, present some challenges. You get your steps in though. Makes me tired. Okay. Yeah, you do get steps in. Well, uh, now that I'm tired, let's take a break and we will come right back and listen to some more uh, perspectives from our uh, Informa and Light Reading colleagues uh, from Mobile World Congress Los Angeles. We'll be right back on the Light Reading Podcast. are back it's the light reading podcast i'm phil and that's kelsey hello hello and uh we are in the process of reviewing some voicemails from our uh uh our big informa family uh folks that went to the uh analyst and uh, reporters that went to the uh mobile world congress los angeles trade show extravaganza (laughs) last (laughs) week um, this is our, uh, our our breezy recap of some of the things that people uh, might have seen, heard, or missed completely. Um, let's see. Back on the Ovum team, how about we hear from Mr. Daryl Schooler? Hi, I'm Daryl Schooler. I'm a practice leader at Ovum on the Service Provider Technology team. My focus of research is really around the mobile access network, and I am based in Phoenix, Arizona. So my favorite part of the recent Mobile World Congress Americas held in Los Angeles probably was seeing the progress that different vendors are making in terms of improvements around their 5G kit, making them smaller, getting them more power efficient, expanding the bands of coverage within their solutions. Also, I always enjoy seeing some of the smaller vendors out there, uh, one in particular such as Pivotal, which is doing some really interesting stuff in terms of expanding the reach of millimeter wave coverage, helping to change some of the dynamics in that market. My least favorite part of the show, only the obvious one is, of course, the weather. I live in Arizona. I went to L.A. hoping to get something cooler. Instead, I got something even hotter. the other thing is probably, you know, just the mere fact of the logistics, the space between the two different halls has been much better if they've been closer to each other in terms of ability to schedule meetings to get between the two. Best food or drink while I had there, 
Um, the correct answer as an analyst is always whichever um, meal or drink that my uh, favorite vendor and client picked up and paid for. Um, so like that, uh, you know, several of them like meals like that, and just like a vendor rating, they all came in number one. So I will say anything that's covered with uh, a truffle sauce always comes up very high in my rating. Thank you. Oh, man. Love some truffle oh, sauce. Boy. I can get on board there. Or like <laughs> truffle fries. <sighs> we got a lot to that's break down here. That's pretty funny. Any meal that's paid for. <laughs> if so I have great. a coupon. <laughs> Any meal. Oh, that's so great. Daryl, fantastic. Any meal my clients are paying for. It always tastes better, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't have to file an expense report. That's always nice. Oh, uh, it's so brilliant. I like that he was yeah, just very, is, very honest about that. <laughs> that is the, yeah, that is a veteran mm-hmm. analyst right there. Um, no, what I, I think I like too was the idea, well, he's, he's right about, um, you know, the technology progression, mm-hmm. like there were a lot of booths and, and um, demonstrations around uh, antennas and other parts of the 5G network getting smaller, more power efficient, you know, lean and mean, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So there, there, there was plenty to see in that in that department. Um, he was also right about, you know, I think we talked to about it, the fact that it's like the halls yeah. were really far apart and man, it really was um, way more uh, uncomfortable outside than people were expecting. I know it's Los Angeles and it's in the desert and stuff, but it was just in the nineties the entire time we were there. So yeah, it was, it was way hotter than, and I don't, you know, that's not the show's fault, but it, it is <laughs> kind of funny hearing somebody from Arizona. Oh yeah. Complain about yeah the he's heat. from Phoenix. Isn't that like your seatbelts are <laughs> melting in the summer and stuff? <laughs> oh, that was two things that made me smile with like, yeah, him just, just, Going all in on client dinners and then talking up and then having the nerve to complain about the heat coming from Phoenix. <laughs> I thought I'd get some it's relief. So funny. <laughs> you guys lied. Good times. <laughs> all right, so we have to let's let's move on. Let's hear what uh, uh, we'll wrap up with Mike Dano from the Light Reading Team. But before we get to him, let's listen. Uh, we got a voicemail from uh, from Jennifer Clark, one of the new additions to our uh, heavy reading team. Another uh, industry vet. Hold on one second, and I will. Uh, play her voicemail. Hi there, this is Jennifer Clark. I'm a principal analyst at Heavy Reading based in Lexington, Massachusetts. My favorite part about MWC Los Angeles was actually all of the conversations we had on network assurance. This area of of research that's always been a, a backwater handled by folks like uh, NetScout and, and CA suddenly is top of mind as a number of OSS and BSS vendors and even uh, equipment manufacturers, et cetera, who are realizing that in order to achieve closed-loop automation that they need, the data feeds that are provided by an, by an assurance platform, that's actually a really interesting uh, part uh, that I noticed at MWC LA, uh, just the amount of activity around network assurance. My least favorite part of the show was the lack of decent coffee. It was really dismal. Unlike the baristas you find at every booth in Barcelona, uh, only long lines for uh, for good coffee at uh, in LA. 
my my unending thanks to the VP of marketing that actually stood in line for a iced latte for me. Best food or drink I had while I was in town was a really good uh, whiskey sour. Uh, you know, ordering a cocktail was always a um, an exercise in faith and and um, frequently met with uh, with dismay. Uh, but this was really great. Egg whites and all. Hats off to the bartender. Mm, no, I want a whiskey sour. <laughs> all right. Jennifer Clark uh, no. is becoming my favorite classy, analyst very classy. fast. All right. Loves loves the authentic classic cocktails. Uh, complains <laughs> bitterly about coffee. <laughs> I love that someone stood in line. Like, right did in. she say VP of marketing stood in line to get her nice coffee? <laughs> oh, you just see that transaction happening. You just see her going, you know, I'm really busy. How about you do this? Okay. <laughs> and they're just like, all right. And while you're at it, if you could, um, so you know, funny. pick up the tab, that would be great. I mean, would, would you no. say no? You know, Jennifer Clark t- tells you what to do. It's like, no, you know like, what? I'm going to get, get right to it. Sour like, so I better not mess around with her coffee. Right. Well, you got to. You know, you want to, you want to, you want the knowledge that's going to make or break your quarter. You, you go stand in line for coffee. Yeah. That's what I also you do. thought it was interesting. She was um, talking about network assurance and how it sounds like there's more vendors getting in on that. That was kind of um, unexpected. I thought it would be something else about 5G. Yeah, they're, I think they're leading with that because it, it, it's now that we're in this sort of world of, you know, half the network being virtualized or some portion of the network being virtualized and having mm-hmm. way more connections coming in. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's a real standout thing for people to be talking about, Hey, we have to make sure this stuff stays up. And also that these right. services really do, you know, reach their intended target. And um, yeah, the back office is suddenly, I don't want to say it's cool again. It'll probably never be cool, <laughs> but it is definitely a, a a topic of discussion in almost all of these things because the whole promise of some of these, you know, some of these massive network undertakings, like you know, is supposed to be that service providers can you know turn on new services and find new sources of revenue, and it's like yeah, but all the things that actually allow them to book and bill and schedule those new Mm -hmm. sources of revenue are still from the 1980s. And I, yeah, she, she, she nailed it. It's becoming a bigger deal. The, the back office is definitely, um, there are a lot of sexy part, but really important. Yeah. Yeah. There was just a lot more people taking swings at various parts of it. Um, uh, just one example, uh, Sienna the other day bought a, you know, a company that did, uh, I think it was just a, a specific part of the BSS stack, you know? So it's like, it's, it's decided it doesn't want to go into, to becoming like full blown Amdocs, but it's going to Mm -hmm. compete in these really specific areas where it feels like the market is missing it. Um, So that's kind of cool. Okay. Let's wrap up. We've got one more. Let's listen to uh, Mike Dano, our, uh, our colleague here in light reading one second and I will hit play. Hi, I'm uh, Mike Dano, Editorial Director for 5G and Mobile Strategies uh, here in Denver. And my absolute favorite part of the Mobile World Congress Los Angeles show was uh, actually I got a 
I got to have an interview with uh, Nikki Palmer at Verizon, and she's um, inside the operators uh, networking or, or network operations group. Uh, and so she has a, a wide, uh, oh, she oversees a wide uh, number of activities at Verizon. One of the things that she oversees is edge computing. Um, and that is an area that I'm certainly focusing on a lot here at Light Reading, and it's one that I find very complex to understand where everybody's coming from. It's sort of this intersection of, you know, data centers, uh, huge internet companies, IoT, 5G, and so it was really great to talk with her uh, and kind of understand where she's coming from uh, in terms of edge computing, and it's really quite simple. She explained the number of computing locations that Verizon has uh, or could have, uh, and, uh, you know, who might make use of those facilities and, uh, you know, whether they might pay for it. And so it was a real, uh, it was a real interesting interview, uh, and it helped, uh, sort of understand where Verizon was coming from on what I think is a, is a pretty complex, though very interesting topic. And, uh, spoilers, uh, she thinks it's going to be big and that Verizon's going to make a lot of money, but I suppose there's no surprise there. Um, let's see. My least favorite part of the show was uh, going to off-site meetings. Uh, so it's nice and easy to get around the convention center, uh, but several times I had to head outside of the convention center to uh, hotels that were nearby, and even those little electric scooters that are everywhere uh, in downtown L.A. Uh, couldn't get me uh, to all my meetings quickly enough, though I did enjoy riding them. Um, so, uh, if you ever are thinking of having off-site meetings, please do not to do that. And finally, uh, the best food or drink that I had in town, uh, that was, uh, 100% an easy one. It was at the, uh, Shaquille O'Neal restaurant, which is right next to the convention center. Uh, uh, uh Mitch Wagner and I had a, a delicious, uh, burger at the Shaquille O'Neal restaurant. So, uh, not only can, uh, Shaq, uh, dunk it real well, he can also make a pretty, pretty fine burger. And then, um, special bonus. Uh, 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 I wanted to make a bonus, uh, um, uh, shout out to, uh, Sprint, who, um, uh, had the worst drink in town. They had a, a special, uh, 5G punch, uh, that they served at their, uh, media, uh, event, um, uh, talking about, uh, 5G. And I thought that it was super cool that they had a special 5G, uh, flavored punch, but unfortunately it tasted like feet. <laughs> <laughs> feet five it tasted like feet oh man <laughs> how do you know mike what <sighs> feet taste like oh don't please he'll leave another voicemail and i don't want to hear it um oh gosh good lord 5g punch oh that's hilarious god all the marketing nonsense well, so great yeah at, uh, so in barcelona i had um deutsche telecom they have their pink drink um uh -huh. That's their thing. But it, it's good. It's just like a really sugary soda. Oh, that's so funny. But, um, I wonder what was in this punch. No, I don't know. Maybe leftover coffee. Yeah, it could be. That's, <laughs> that sounded funny. Oh, see, so many visuals there. Um, him riding through uh, the downtown Los Angeles on a scooter, getting <laughs> getting mad about meetings that are far away. That's very funny to me for some reason. Really grumpy, Mike Dana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spitting out the punch at the sprint party. <laughs> and then the Shaquille. I know. Shaquille O'Neal burger with Mitch. Like what? I like how he's saying like that uh, Shaquille <laughs> makes a fine burger. It's like, like I, 
came back in the kitchen. Oh, would you like that coat? <laughs> I mean, Shaquille O'Neal kind of puts his name on everything now. Doesn't he sell like the general insurance oh, and icy true. hot patches? Yeah, and... yeah. Oh man, that was great. No, I, I had a very uh, goofy uh, moment where I went to meet them for drinks and at Shaquille's and uh, Mike and Gabe and uh, uh, and Mitch. And what ended up happening was they peeled off and grabbed a table and started eating and I didn't see them and they didn't see me. So I just sat at the thing. I sat at the, oh, no. at the bar at Shaquille's for like an hour and, uh, and nursed a couple of cocktails and watched the world series, which was totally fine. Yeah. Um, but it was just so, so funny that like, <laughs> you know, in a place that's like crowded and chaotic and we're all, we all have like, um, you know, the kind of the show hangover of just being tired and dead on our feet. Um, the, you know, silly little social miscues like that kind of happened, but, uh, I'm glad <laughs> to hear the food was good. I didn't have food there, but it was, it was one of the only restaurants without like a, a massive line and a, and a long, long wait at like, you know, six, huh. six o'clock on a regular. Maybe other people were like, I don't know, Shaq and Egg Burger. <laughs> I'm just not, I don't know. I, I, I think the, um, <laughs> I think that place actually is one of those places that gets going a lot later in the in the evening so oh, okay. so we might have been their early dinner crowd which was fine i did feel like an old man uh most of the show um but uh yeah, i have a senior special oh man that is that is just too much though the the <laughs> the punch that tastes like feet and i think uh i, <laughs> I can <laughs> i think that's going to get mentioned in a few places but um uh well cool that's our that's our wrap up so uh thanks to uh, jennifer clark mike sapien daryl schooler and mike dano um, Kelsey, thanks so much for enduring all of it and weighing in, uh, here and there. And, uh, um, and, uh, also thanks to, you know, the rest of our colleagues, uh, Dan Jones, Mitch Wagner, uh, uh, Gabriel Brown. Um, I'm sure I'm missing one or two people, but we had a, we had a really, uh, TN Fu who, who edits this podcast. We had a really, uh, good showing at Mobile World Congress Los Angeles. And as you heard, there are just a ton of things going on, a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of people to meet with, and a lot of uh, you know topics that you could go in depth on. So at least, at the very least, I hope this gave uh, you all something to uh, you know to kind of quickly recap all the uh, the madness of the week. Um, and and even then, I think we left a lot out. So. Um, next year bring your own coffee that's right that's it everybody just <laughs> just bring a thermos and fill it up at you know the, your local coffee purveyor before you head head to the convention center <laughs> it ain't happening at the convention uh-uh. center all right nope. well uh, uh, thanks for listening thanks uh, uh kelsey once again and we'll talk to you later on the light reading podcast thanks phil